Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Town Lab. I am your host, Mitch Robbins, joined as always by Adam Sapi. We are here uh, each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, all with a new talent topic to cover. Simultaneously to this, we run a recorded version where I have the privilege and honor of interviewing best-in-class leaders straight from the industry on all things talent-related as well. Uh, Adam and I are from the search from the Anthony Michael Group, helping to build high-performing teams across MedTech, excuse me, primarily areas like regulatory affairs and quality and clinical and market access. Um, Today's topic, I've got uh, pretty strong opinions on. when do I not have a strong opinion, I guess, but we're really talking about artificial intelligence and its place amongst uh, the recruitment process. And uh, Adam, um, I, I owe again, thanks to Adam for this week's show as well. He found an interesting article about the company Amazon specifically and some of the artificial intelligence practices that are being put into place there and uh, how it's impacting their workforce. And so we're gonna take the topic at large and really kind of dig into it. Um, Thanks for being here as always, Adam. How are you, man? Of course, good, doing well. Good, so if you don't mind, why don't you just kind of set the stage for us of what you read and what you saw, and then maybe from there we'll springboard into some some ideas, opinions, and kind of do some forecasting of what's going on with our our artificial intelligence recruitment wise. 100%. Yeah. And this has been, you know, we've heard rumblings on this for years, right? This is no big surprise. And, you know, just like 10 years ago, you know, LinkedIn was going to put all the recruiters out of business and 15, you know, job boards and everything else. So uh, I, I think, I definitely think it's here. Uh, I definitely think it'll, you know, interject in certain segments. And I, I probably have a, a unique perspective to this within the recruiting industry. But essentially what the story was, Amazon is letting go recruiters. It was an internal memo that was leaked. So who take it with a grain of salt. Up to 110 internal recruiters are being let go in directly in replacement of, in lieu of, I should say this, AI, you know, machine learning. I, I think it's more AI than machine learning. So this algorithm that is essentially supposed to take the part, uh, take place uh, of an internal recruiter or talent acquisition professional. Yeah, and so I read the article as well. And in <clears throat> essence, there it kind of targeted, uh, the, the premise of the tool is kind of targeting um, entry-level or warehouse uh, uh, types of positions. And what it yeah. does <clears throat> in essence is pre-screens the candidate against similar successful employees internally within Amazon and yeah. makes the recommendation whether or not they should be fast-tracked into the interview process. And it kind of takes out the qualification of the pre-screen piece that a recruiter normally would do. And um, I found it interesting in the sense that what they're doing is they're using AI to judge somebody's resume and track you know, in history against current employees and have th- that much invested in the technology to make those judgment calls or recommendations, which 
I don't know how that works. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. I agree with you that I do believe AI is here to stay. It's only going to get um, more and more prominent across our daily lives, both personally and professionally. And it is going to have uh, a bigger place in recruiting and hiring. I do believe that. However, I know for a fact that nothing is ever going to take place, uh, uh, take the place of human interaction, um, especially as you go up the levels of, of uh, professional positions and leadership roles. Because AI, no matter how hard it's going to try, it can't hear the human response. It can't. Yep. It can't. It can't judge the nuances that happen in between somebody's words and what they're saying without saying, if that makes sense. And I think in our world, with the experience that we have, is that's the majority of the time, that's what is most critical to whether or not a deal is going to come together between a, a company and a candidate. It's, it's the, the pauses. It's the, um, it's the um, you know, um, elongating of words. It's the hesitations that you hear. That's the things that humans really need to dig into. Yep. The other thing that it's not going to take place <clears throat> of is the attraction piece. How do you get somebody who's gainfully employed uh, to stop in their tracks and consider your opportunity as at one that they should explore as a potential enhancement to what they're doing today. So I do think it has its place where jobs are abundant, where they need, where work is so, uh, uh, workers are so short in factories, in warehouses, things like that. What's your take? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. So if it's inbound, hey, we're getting applicants and we're getting applicants at scale, dozens or hundreds of uh, applicants for essentially the same skill set, same scope of responsibility, then yeah, I, I think this could work out really well. And especially, you know, it makes sense that a tech company, tech focused company would use tech for, for this process. So I think for that piece of it, if I was a candidate, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, I saw Frontier Airlines just got rid of their, their 800 number for customer service and it's all chatbots now. If I'm flying on Frontier, that you know that airline specifically, I'm not happy about that move at all. But if I'm applying for a role at Amazon, I might expect some AI, uh, you know, interactions, and, and and so I think that could be good. To, yeah, to your point, if it's something where, hey, we need this particular skill set, somebody that's done this, this, and this in the past has a high, high, you know, success rate of of doing well in this type of role. Then yeah, you can use AI and then teach it, teach the you know the machine learning piece. Hey, here's who's done really well for us in the past, I don't know, 30 years of, of the history of the company, and go find out, go find more people like this. Then then yeah, I think that could work out really well, especially with inbound applications. To your point, hey, I'm not I'm not asking the AI to reach out to somebody who's gainfully employed and say, hey, let's talk. I want to explain to you why Amazon's the place you know to be. Um, but I think it could potentially one one big upside, I think, is it could remove human biases. And that's a whole probably a whole show in and of itself. So if it can do that, awesome. And then also if it can remove the human bottleneck, you know, I think that can actually drive the candidate experience. I think you and I were talking offline right, you know, right before our show. I think we'll have a post today about this where and we, we've seen this, you know, with, you know, if, if a hiring manager's traveling, if a hiring manager's, God forbid, sick for two weeks or whatever the case is, or we have seven key stakeholders that just haven't provided their feedback yet. Now, days and weeks go by and the candidates hearing radio silence, that's a poor candidate experience. Whereas this thing is like, cool, hey, we think you would do a good job. We're fast tracking you. And, you know, and then hopefully that expedites the process, uh, you know, for the person. So I think there it could be another uh, win as well. 
it's funny how so much of what we do for a living we think alike i was in my mind as you were talking i was thinking where else can ai be good in the recruiting process where i think it could be excellent value add is getting back to people yes quick yes when a recruiter's got 40 50 recs on their desk and people are complaining that they don't know where they stand in the process or they didn't hear instead of just getting you know not sure or thanks for your interest but we're not going to move whatever ai could really be leveraged to to interact with a candidate too. 100%. And you talked about chatbots. I mean, there can almost be a portal where a candidate can log in for their feedback on where they stand and the chatbot knows where they're at in the process. And Real time, 24 seven. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. In nanoseconds, I, I definitely think that that could be the case for, for sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting because you mentioned biases, removing the, bi- the human bias. In that article, it talked about how when Amazon started to develop an AI tool back in the early, or like around 2010 or so, they ended up getting rid of it because they knew they f- figured out that it was slanting too too biased against women, and so the, they threw it out. Yep. And so I think one of the things as of today with machine learning and AI is how do you continue to refine the tool so that it continues to remove bias because even tools can be somehow biased but i also think it goes somehow i'm not a tech guy i'm just not but whoever's developing the algorithm or the what goes into it somehow their bias has to be translated into the tool otherwise where's the where's the tool getting their bias i could be wrong yeah or or it might be a chicken or the egg thing hey if you had a human bias and you hired 98 percent guys for a package handling job at at amazon well that would make sense that when you teach the computer hey here's who's done a really good job so far and it spits out well it's it's all white males in this you know vicinity or whatever else the case is then the computer goes oh okay so i i'm picking up this is what who's done a good job and they happen to all be guys well then i'm looking for that too and then uh, i don't know how to i'm not a techie either so i don't know how to override the system to say hey Here's who's done well. Here's their hard skills. Um, I was going to say soft skills is a whole another thing too, where it's going to miss out on. But here are the hard skills that they've had. Don't even factor in gender, age, geography, anything like that. You know, and that's where you'd have to probably, you know, like you said, keep refining and making it better, iterating on what 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 they did in the in 2010 or whatever it was. For sure. For sure. Um, it'd be interesting. You know, we've got uh, an audience here with us live today and we're talking about um, the leveraging artificial intelligence within the recruitment process and where does it have a place and where does it not necessarily have a place. And uh, throughout the, the beginning of this conversation, we were talking about that for, you know, jobs where you're hiring mass quantities of people to do something very similar, it really can be a benefit to take the place of a recruiter as far as the qualification process and benchmarking against uh, high-performing individuals internally and kind of mapping out who in theory could be a similar type of employee and taking the place of that recruiter to fast track those employees into the interview process. We talked about the fact that AI can be leveraged to get back to candidates. Maybe one day there's going to be a portal where where people can log in real time and work with a chatbot to, uh, to get feedback as to where they stand in the process and instead of waiting weeks on end to hear back from a representative from the company where it doesn't have uh, a place and i don't believe it ever will is replacing the importance of human interaction the higher levels of, of position of roles that you go and really hearing the nuances and hearing what's happening in between the words because that's usually where deals do or don't come together um, but for the audience that's with us today have any of you guys 
um, seen in your own organizations, present or past, uh, where AI was being utilized as part of the recruitment process? How about you, Jim? The only place I've really seen it is in, uh, as you said, the chatbots. It's, uh, you know, helping with the initial application process. Um, beyond that, I haven't really seen it. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think um, there's so many capabilities and so many opportunities to leverage AI in a beneficial way that it's going to be exciting um, to see how, how it evolves. Uh, any other thoughts on this, Adam, as far as where you see it you know, working and where you see the downfall? Yeah, I think, you know, for it to, for an AI to take the place of a human, I don't think that's probably going to make sense. For it to interact, if there's, let's say, 15 steps in the, in the whole process, I think AI can supplement, let's say, six of those or eight of those. And it doesn't have to just be the first step. I think it can be interjected throughout. Um, but what we hear a lot from when we do, when we do intake meetings with hiring managers, you know, they're, they're saying, hey, we're looking for this particular skill set. Okay, so if I'm hiring for a regulatory affairs specialist or a quality engineer, that AI can certainly help me, uh, you know, get the right people in front of me. But then I'm talking with them about soft skills. You know, that's a lot of times that's 60% of the equation and 40% of it's, uh, you know, hard skills. And Jim might, might agree with me or might disagree with me, but that's where well, I, I don't think, yeah, right. So, yeah. hey, attitude and aptitude, DNA, culture, whatever we hear this a lot where I can teach someone how to write a 510K. I can teach someone how to do software verification or validation to a certain extent if they have, you know, the, the, the foundation there. What I'm really looking for is a team player that's collaborative, that enjoys you know, X, Y, and Z, that could fit in well with our culture. Every company has a different culture um, that can hold their own in a room with the CPO, chief product officer, or something like that. So that's yeah. where, yeah, I, I think that's really the nuance there is where only human beings are going to really effectively snuff that out. Yeah, Maybe. you know, I can't tell you the last time that I did a chronological interview, you know, tell me about your experience. Um, you know, I'm I'm leaving it to others in the interview process. I know before talent acquisition, an initial recruiter actually puts a meeting on my calendar, they're going to have done that. Uh, so I'm really looking for how is this person going to fit into the organization? And, um, and I, I think... Overall, I've been very successful in, in in finding you know people who are motivated, who are easy to work with, who are good communicators. Um, because I I've stepped aside from that traditional "tell me what you did next, tell me what you did next, why did you yeah. leave this, why'd you leave that." Um, you know, it it really is uh, about getting to know and making sure that that person is a right fit for the organization and for the role. That's great. And I had cut off, Jim, I said maybe to what you said, Adam, hey, I don't think a human's going to replace, you know, snuffing out some of these soft skill stuff. I, and I, the reason I said maybe is because a, a lot of companies leverage these different types of assessments. Some will use yeah. it as, a, uh, some will use it as a, a make or break. You either pass or you don't, and we can't move forward. Some yeah. will use it as a supplement to try and gauge, hey, if we hire this person, where are opportunities that we can continue to develop this person? And what are the strengths that we're going to be able to leverage from day one? I do think AI hmm. has a place in that. Yeah. In the sense that I think AI is going to be able to come along more to try and vet some of that stuff out to give the human more confidence as to what they are assessing themselves and almost use it in parallel. That's a great, I had, I'm writing that down. Yeah, that's, that's great. We work with a lot of clients, like you said, they're either pass fail or they really lean on it. Yeah. You, that should be pretty easy to teach a bot or teach a computer. 
this is what goes into our assessment, our profile, right? Our talent profile. So either incorporate those questions when you're conversing with people or, hey, here's a link. You, you fill out the exam and, and send it back to me. And then that can be a process, too, where instead of that taking, you know, two days, that might take three hours or something like that, too. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think you're I think you're right. They, they could they could help out on that piece. And I'm getting way crazy, like way out there thinking, what does the future look like? On one hand, I was envisioning almost a virtual meeting with a robot, so to speak, of mm -hmm. where they're vetting out the initial questions and saying, hey, tell me, George, tell me about when you worked for XYZ company. What did you do about this, this? And they're recording the interview and, and they're recording the person's um, uh, nuances like virtually and then that's all getting scored and then they decide yep. if they're going to talk to a human. But on the flip side of that, I think about the headhunter's mentality who in their right mind is going to want to do that? Who has a different job already? Who, you know what I mean? And 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 that's. Yeah. Let's say the headhunter goes and recruits the person, and step one in that process to talk to a robot. Who's going to want to do that? I mean, I don't know if the future is going to normalize that, and maybe I more think so. Are going to do it, but I, I bet you it will normalize that. I bet you a hundred percent that our kids, who are you know, my, my kids are ten and eight, and your kids are just a little bit younger than that. Um, that's that's maybe how their first interview process will be. Maybe not to work at the pizza place when they're in high school, but <laughs> when when they get out of school, that definitely could be it. So they're like, cool, I could do that at ten o'clock at night on a Friday when I'm sitting at home versus you know scheduling these. It's almost like a little bit. Um, you know, more of a truly, you know, confidential exploratory conversation, I can find out more uh, before I even want to throw my hat in the ring. So yeah, that could be kind of a cool thing as, as I'm picturing that scenario. That's pretty awesome, actually. And, you know, the other thing too, that's been going on over the last few years is people were so worried that if they, let's just say it was a, somebody proactively applied to an organization, they weren't headhunted, but they proactively applied. People have been so worried that if I don't have the right key terminology on my yeah. resume, the right hot buttons that it's not going to be picked up by the algorithms internally to flag yeah. the resume as a qualified person. Yeah. That's a huge downfall too, because yeah. how many people have you and I talked to over the years who did apply a year prior or whatever, never got a call, never got an email. They didn't even get, <laughs> there was no recollection of their background by the yeah. people that make decisions because it never came to their attention. Yep. So I think there's a big, you know, there's a lot of room on that piece as well. And, and Nick's talked about that too. People trying to game the system. They'll even type in all these, you know, alphabet soup keywords and buzzwords on their resume or LinkedIn profile. It doesn't even show up. It's not visible to us, the human eye, but the computers pick it up and they're like, yeah, we should interview this girl or interview this guy just trying to game the system. So to your point, yes, as it stands today, maybe, <clears throat> maybe the AI misses some of that. Um, or, you know, there's, there's more there to that person, but your scenario where you're like, Hey, instead of reading the job description, let me talk to this avatar hiring manager for an hour and I'll learn more and about them and they'll learn more about me. And then at that point they put together the whole thing and go, Hey, this guy didn't put, you know, PMA on his resume, but here's what he's done. This, this, and this, and here's why I think he would be recommended. My, my recommendation would be let's move forward in the interview process. And then it goes to a, a person like Jim. Uh, to actually interview them too. So yeah, that's actually exciting. I, I dig it. It's, it's kind of crazy to think about, but it's, yeah. it's you know, it, I also think back to when Dick Tracy was talking to his watch yep. and <laughs> here we are, you know, yep. here we are. So yeah, yeah. who knows? Uh, good stuff. Any final words or comments on the uh, the place that AI has today or in the future on, uh, on in the recruiting process? 
I, I'm rereading my notes. I, I think candidate experience is going to be a big one. It, it can either very much deter or, or hinder the, it could make for a bad candidate experience. I can definitely see a scenario where that would happen, but I can also see, you know, especially if you're removing the human bottleneck, it could improve the, the candidate experience um, and keep things moving, you know, because I think that's where we'll see a lag time of two or three days or five days. If we can shorten that, compress those time timelines, you know, then the whole process is much more fluid and, and, and uh, you know, for everyone and much more efficient for all, all parties involved. So I think that, you know, I guess it's too early to tell maybe to see how it goes, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, a year from now or five years from now, the Amazon employees that went through a, a process like this, what their, what their thoughts were. And then the big thing to me will be the retention numbers. How, how, how did they do? How did the computer do versus how did the 110 recruiters that just got displaced do? Yeah. The John stuff. Henry guy, guy versus John Henry trying to, you know, ch chop down or b build the, uh, what was that? The rail railroad, uh, whatever it was, man versus machine. And uh, it'll be it interesting to see how this the, plays uh, out. One of the last Rocky movies where they were forecasting, you know, how basically how would Rocky do versus his opponent? And they were, had all these virtual uh, uh, yep. things mapped out, right? It's kind of funny. The, the yep. robot versus the recruiter. I love it. Robot versus another recruiter. Another yeah. piece of content. Love it. Um, all right. Good stuff, guys. Well, thanks for being here today. Um, I think we've got at least one, if not maybe two more shows before the end of the year. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.